Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, y'all. Peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are live. We are in full effect. Welcome ahead to the best time of your week ahead of time. I'm so happy and thankful to be back here with you. I, um, but before I get even a, a step further, I want to honor, revere, um, pay homage to, respect our divine righteous ancestors who have gone before us. Without them, we would not be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to Brother Ampu, our fearless leader here at the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio channel. Thank you so much for yet another opportunity to come before our audience and simply share and spread all the love and all the light So here at Inner Peace Lighthouse. So, um, <clears throat> wow, I, I want to jump into it. That's why I'm just like raring to go, the Aries sun, Aries um New moon in Aries season is still in full effect, and so I cut out. I remember cutting out last week pretty um, early, and I'm doing a sound check now. It sounds like I can be heard. Mercuriano Mercury is in um, the shadow phase right now. It's about to station here in our week ahead, and by now you know that your favorite astrologer um, has prominent Mercury in her chart, so... You know, I know of a lot of astrologers that literally shut down during Mercury Retro. Hell, even some tarot readers. You cannot get a reading in April at all. Ain't going to (laughs) happen. So um, I just want to mention that again so y'all just have a little bit of patience with me. Maybe if um, I had another prominent, uh, (laughs) another chart ruler, it'd be a little different. Actually, I have two chart rulers. Um, and both of them are retrograde. One is already retrograde, and Mercury is about to station retrograde, so y'all just bear with me, okay? So I don't have to shut everything, all the operations down. Maybe going forward, maybe another um, Mercury retrograde, I will shut down operations. I'll be led by spirit to do that, but so far I haven't been. So let's, if y'all be patient with me, I will continue to be patient with you. Um, I want to mention that uh, if you go to the Mama Dada Astrology website, mamadataastrology.com, and you select the uh, option in the menu for ordering reports or consultations here, and you scroll all the way down to consultations reading, and it says, what is your question? Let's chat, which opens up some options if you actually want to have a consult over the phone or if you just want a question answered based on, you know, money, career, and business, romance or compatibility, family or home, or other or more or another general question. Um, then I would like for you to know that I am, there are, you can see on the site, they're already for the complete low, low. You don't know of any spiritualist 
you know, that you can talk to for 30 minutes or an hour, probably for less than 60 bucks, at least an hour a minute. Hell, that's what they advertise on TV. Um, but I, if you contact me here in the um, episode information for today's show and any show of, of um, for your week ahead that you're listening to in the episode information, you'll see that you can connect with one-click email access to Mama Data. And it says, you know, you can get the birth chart reports and much more. Well, here's the much more. If you go ahead and one-click email access to Mama Data this week, anytime between now and next Wednesday show, which is the 12th, so from the 5th through the 11th, you can click on one-click email access to Mama Data and $5 off in the subject line and let me know which of those um, options that you want to select there on that page for the consults and readings, and I will honor the $5 off. So it's already, like, really low, and then I just felt led today to offer that to everyone. That's why it's not, like, an easy, quick thing on the website because it just occurred to me to offer that to you guys. And so um, just because what really, you know, preparing for the show and to talk to you guys about the full moon coming up and all of these retrogrades. It just it it, it it was impression upon me that, you know, y'all might could use a little discount. <laughs> Especially as it relates to knowing to, to me knowing the value of, you know, talking to someone, consulting with someone, um, getting a question answered by someone who is staying on top of these energies and what's going on and how they're going to be playing out in the weeks and months and uh, year plus to come. So <laughs> know that this is still a very powerful, powerful, powerful time. I know that eclipse season is technically over, but not only only are we living in this kind of residual energy of that right now, but we really are in the midst of the very first lunation cycle of the new year, okay, and of some larger cycles. Um, so we're at, at the precipice. We're at the cusp. We're in the thick of this brand new energy that wants to come through. And maybe not so brand new because it has all these retrogrades on it. Maybe not so brand new because the Aries new moon season literally was conjunct and aligned with Venus retrograde, so maybe not so new, but definitely renewed, definitely <clears throat> refreshed, definitely revitalized. There's really an opportunity that we're living smack dab inside of, uh, inside of, and I keep kind of honing in on that because I want y'all to take note of how critical it is right now how critical your decisions are right now. Venus retrograde is helping us. It's hooking us up. It's allowing us an opportunity to reassess, reevaluate, review, go over again, and make sure that, you know what, that this is the relationship I really want for myself and my family, that this is the friendship and group uh, um, um, the social scenarios and situations that I want to subject myself and my loved ones to. This is the kind of ways that I want to attract resources and money. I I, I want to go clocking for somebody else, you know, for, for or do I? Do do I really want to continue to 
seek outside of myself for the things that I need, or do I want to begin to recognize here with Venus retrograde that started in Aries all about self and backed up currently backs up now into Pisces, where we're <clears throat> once again revisiting this area of space where we were a good portion of last month just because it was Pisces season, Pisces new moon season, and this area of space says. We're still evaluating our self-worth. But Venus retrograding through this area, we're still reevaluating our self-worth and knowing that we're priceless and knowing that we're worthy and building our self-esteem. But now that it's backed up into Pisces, we're still, it's still a lot about self, a whole, whole lot about self. <clears throat> but it's about self from this standpoint where we can be no matter what is, we are. Come what may, we are. And we, because of Venus retrograde, we've been getting a divine opportunity to reevaluate what that really means. And once again, like I'm saying, that what we need, we already are. That's one of my favorite things to affirm to myself is that all that I need and it's actually I got it I got it from the lyrics to a contemporary Christian song I used to listen to clearly eons ago, but the lyrics still resonate loudly in my spirit that all I need I already have it, and I I've got that on a playlist that I play just as frequently as I drink been drinking my water I hope y'all been drinking your water Venus is retrograded back into Pisces like I've just been talking about. And Pisces is that water, okay? We just had a first quarter moon in Cancer, that water. That was two days ago, on the third. So we had a quarter moon shifting us energetically to be in an even better position by the time we get to this full moon in Libra here on the 11th that we're going to talk about in our week ahead. So... It's on, y'all. If y'all want to talk about it, just know that y'all can do the one-click email access to Mama Dada and get $5 off the already low, 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 low um, price for the consult and readings on the MamaDadaAstrology.com website, okay? As I take a swig of water, this is not a joke. This is not a game, y'all. This is real life, and I'm really enjoying and loving the benefits. So that's why I, you know, make the strong suggestions and recommendations to you guys because I'm I'm doing that based on what I am experiencing and have experienced and have observed that works. All right. I know that last week we did not get to delve into Saturn retrograde, which obviously is occurring in our current week. Week It is actually stationing retrograde tomorrow, April the 6th, 12.06 a.m. Central, okay? While you're likely asleep overnight tonight. <clears throat> so for all intents and purposes, Saturn is stationing right now. It's not. It's it's exact early in the rising tomorrow when you know um, twelve a.m. pretty much. Uh, but you can say it's definitely stationing right now. And so these strong Saturnian themes in our lives are calling our to our attention now. Let me start out by saying this: since Saturn has been transiting through Sagittarius, that. You know, your favorite astrologer here, 
<laughs> your favorite Sagittarius. Uh, we definitely have been bearing the brunt of this energy. Saturn is like, doesn't play around. You know, Saturn's the parent. Saturn's the authority figure, you know. Saturn is, uh, is closely related to karma. How many of those things do you associate with playing around? Like, not really. <laughs> and so, you know, if it is Saturn being the parent, obviously it's the more disciplining parent, whichever parent you had that was more disciplining. And if it's not related to parents at all, guess what? It's this energy of your own self that ties into responsibility and maturity and practicality, okay? <clears throat> so with Saturn retrograding right now, then um, once again, the, these things are going to be very near and dear to us, and it's almost going to feel like a, a reprieve, definitely for the Sagittarius out there. It's going to feel like a little reprieve, like, yes, Saturn's not, like, going hard on my ass in direct motion and it's retrograding, and I kind of get, it's not that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do when Saturn's retrograding. It's just that it won't seem so desperate, you know, and heavy and depressing. Although, while I say that, at the time uh, of this uh, Saturn station, Venus, of course, like I've been talking about all this time so far already, is retrograding. It was. It started out in Aries. It backed up into Pisces, where it's at right now, and it is in a square to this Saturn that is stationing. So after tomorrow, both Saturn and Venus will be retrograde, definitely through the fifteenth until Venus stations direct. Okay, they're both going to be retrograde. They're both squaring each other, and I just want you to know that <clears throat> it may. It may not feel like all of the reprieve that a, a regular Saturn retrograde may promise um, because of this square aspect to uh, Venus retrograde, okay? And so um, when it comes, it's a good, it can, it can really, you can really look at it in, in a great way because Saturn, once again, even though it is the hard work, even though it is the restriction, even though it is the discipline and where you have to be all like serious and mature and practical, it's also where we find success. It is also where we find rewards. You want some karma if you've been planting good seeds. You want a return on your harvest if you've been planting love and patience and endurance and, you know, strength. You want Karma, <laughs> if that's the case. The only people that don't want karma <laughs> are the ones who've been vibing really low on Saturn, okay, energy, which is a whole, whole bunch of stuff I'm sure we'll get into plenty. Now, um, <clears throat> when you talk about somebody who was born with Saturn retrograde in their natal chart, um, if you've gotten a birth chart report done by me, I just got a request for one this week. I love doing birth chart reports for you guys because I, that's my whole, it fulfills my whole purpose for showing up here every week. I want people to know what I get to continue to delve into and research and investigate about my own self. I'm not, to, I'm not suggesting to y'all to do something I don't do on a regular, which is no love 
and appreciate myself in all forms, all ways. Your natal chart is one of them. I bet you if you, God allowed me to provide you with a birth chart report, just like uh, one of my other dear friends that got one done. I mean, literally, it's on his coffee table, literally. You're going to love to pick it up and and read about yourself and read about your natal sun, you know. Everybody knows what their sun is. That's your zodiac sign. But, baby, when you, especially if you're a woman, and you bust open that Venus section, that's your love nature. That's your a part of your feminine nature right there. You're going to be real interested to know how you naturally access this feminine energy. You're going to really love reading about your moon because that's another very feminine aspect of your chart that's going to describe a lot of these energies and nuances and quirks that you can learn to love and work with and, you know, allow it to work for you from a more conscious and aware perspective than just, Oh, that's just how I am, or oh, I just act like that. And maybe it's not how that how you you are isn't necessarily working for you because you don't know how to hone in on these energies on their highest vibration possible. So, like I said, when karma come up, you gonna be excited, like yes, I know I got a good harvest coming. Yes, I know I've been sowing some powerful seeds of knowing myself and appreciating myself and loving myself. What you think going to happen full moon in Libra? Libra? Relationships? Even if it's just a relationship with your higher self and you don't you, you know you don't fully manifest a relationship with no physical person outside of yourself. If you just manifest a relationship a higher manifestation of the relationship with your shadow self, with your other self, with your lower nature. That's powerful and will literally be affecting you for the next year to come and beyond. My mama's baby, my 21-day challenge overcomer, shout out to y'all, the real MVPs. They, They know this, and we're working with it right now, every day. We're on day 10. So we're about halfway through a second 21-day challenge where we're pushing ourselves. You don't think think on the outset, oh, appreciating myself is a challenge, (laughs) loving myself is a challenge, or, you know, um, seeing my true value and worth and my pricelessness. You know, on the outset, your ego is not going to say, oh, that's a challenge for me. But maybe it really, when you take the ego out of it, when you throw some Neptune on it, or maybe Venus retro in Pisces, which is Neptune ruled on it, you realize that that the the veil is torn, the boundaries are removed, and you get to see with real clear eyes that okay, maybe I can make some real effort. I mean, it is Aries season, so it is about these actions I'm taking, choosing to take, you know, renewed action, renewed vigor renewed them, renewed passion for yourself, for me, for self. And everything that comes as a result of that. Maybe I, especially with Jupiter retrograde on it too, Jupiter went retro before Venus did. So the the great benefic and the quote-unquote lesser benefic retrograde together 
where we're going back over these degrees, going back over this area of space where we get to see, it. what did I miss? Did I miss something as it relates to how, how to best love myself? Did I did I skip over a step when it when it when it came down to appreciating myself fully within the context of a relationship with another person and and, and primarily not? This Venus retrograde on this Aries new moon season is no accident, is no coincidence. Okay, Venus retrograde in the very Aries new moon season that we're in as we head, what, a week away, a week away from this full moon. So I definitely, with this quarter moon in cancer, I did speak on the quarter moon in cancer last week, so free to click in the episode description, and there at the bottom you will see where you can listen to last week's broadcast, and all you got to do is click the link. I'll make it real easy for y'all. That's how I do for my mama's babies, my 21-day challenge overcomers. I make it easy. I'm super duper, y'all. I just got to remind y'all, y'all's favorite astrologers and Sagittarius, and it's real prominent in my chart. And so when I come through, I bring. I may. I, I'm bringing the the luck, <laughs> the expansion. I'm taking you higher, and there's a sense of ease that I bring when I come through too. So I make it easier for y'all because. That's how I feel. I feel like it is that easy. I feel like it is that easy to make a decision towards yourself, make a higher decision towards yourself, make a more beneficial, it's a great benefic that runs sag, make a higher, more beneficial decision for yourself. You may not on the outset see the connection of the first quarter moon in cancer we had two days ago that we're in the midst of receiving, still receiving the energy from now. And the fact that cancer is a water sign. You may not see the fact that Venus then retrograded back out of Aries into Pisces, yet another water sign. You may not see the connection of water to your emotions, our emotions. But the connections are there. I don't get on here and say stuff because somebody told me to say it. I use a lot of notes. Shout out to myastrologycoach.com, highly beneficial information on that site. Shout out to astrologyking.com that I utilize frequently for my notes, as well as the Dark 60 Astrology and astroyogalove.com. But I'm not reading none of them verbatim. Most of the time, I'm not even looking at my looking at my computer screen like right now. I'm talking to y'all. I make reference to my notes because I don't want to miss anything. I want to give y'all accurate. And ain't no point in being ahead of time if the information ain't accurate because you're gonna be ahead on some stuff that ain't even correct. So, whew. Uh, with that, um, I was mentioning this Saturn retrograde to you guys because and and some of the aspects pertaining to the Saturn retrograde, like the fact that Venus retrograde is squaring Saturn that's stationing. Um, just to give you all a little bit more context for what this retrograde cycle is going to be reminiscent of, what it's going to feel like, um, the retrograde season lasts through uh, for Saturn. Uh, where's my date here? Yes, it'll be retrograde through August the 25th, okay? That's when it stations direct. It's starting out at, um, 
Oh, gosh, I want to know the degree. Oh, yeah, 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 27 degrees. 27 degrees Sag is going to back up to 21 degrees Sag, okay? And if I included it here, I might as well tell y'all when it leaves the zone. Yes, it leaves the zone, the retrograde zone on. I like the, That's why I like to hook my little stuff up on my notes so I can keep y'all updated. Um, <clears throat> December 1st. So by the time Saturn stations direct, so August 25th, like, that's when, that's when Saturn back in its direct motion, you know, like in its full capacity is definitely going to start spanking that ass again, you know. So like I said, don't think that Saturn retrograde means, oh, I don't have to work hard anymore. Oh, karma's not going to affect me anymore because Saturn's retrograde. No, it just means that there's a sense of a reprieve that you, it, depending on how Saturn interacts with your chart naturally, you may, especially, like I said, for the Sagittarius is where Saturn is retrograding through. Trust me, as as your favorite Sag that you know, trust me, it ain't been easy, especially depending on what area of your chart it's been going through. The area of my chart it's been going through, the issue's been real. Karmic for real. Karmic relationships? Really? Anybody got time for that? I got things to do out of dying time to be dealing with karmic relationships. But Saturn governs time also, so you're going to make some time to deal with your karma. You're going to make some time to deal with these cycles, okay? Saturn runs on a seven-year cycle. Ever been in a relationship for seven years? Guess what? That means something. Ever had a Saturn return? If you're over the age of 29 and a half to 30, you likely have experienced your Saturn return. And that means something. That has less start Saturn lessons in it, life lessons and karma associated with it, okay? Um, even you coming here, like I was about to touch on real quick, uh, with Saturn retrograding your natal chart, okay? So Saturn, when it's negatively expressing itself, it can show up as sadness and loneliness or depression, like I was mentioned before, like a heaviness, a darkness, you know, um, or lack of motivation to put in the hard work, okay? Um, maybe even, you know, parental and authority figures that Saturn represents. This person who would be born with Saturn retrograde in their chart could t- have a bent or tend towards, you know, disrespect of these parental or authority figures, and that be what is um, preventing them from moving ahead in life. So, you know, definitely uh, if you know that you have Saturn retrograde in your chart, as it turns out, while Saturn's retrograde, if you're born with that naturally, it could be a bit easier to navigate through. Um, but like I said, it would we would just need to look at your particular chart to see for certain, Okay. Um, Venus square Saturn is really the main thing I wanted to mention to y'all about that, and I thought I had horoscopes for you guys on that, but I don't, so I will mention that to you guys next week. Also, tomorrow, um, Thursday, April 6th, uh, the moon currently is in Leo. I don't know about y'all. God, moon in Leo is crazy, but Okay, we had that first quarter moon in Cancer, which, of course, brought the emotions, along with a quarter moon where we're already, like, making adjustments, you know, because that's always comfortable. And 
you know, turning corners and, you know, uh, one of my mama's babies definitely had a shift that happened right there the day before. That's why I tell y'all, don't look at the day. If it's the day before or the day after, like today, don't look at Saturn as stationing tomorrow. Hell, Saturn stationing right now down today. It's just exact at 12.06 a.m. tomorrow rising, okay? But these energies are not held to a time vacuum. <laughs> they can uh, definitely be expressing themselves early or later, okay? Give it 24 to 48 hours on either end for, to see some of the manifestations show up for you. Um, the moon in Leo right now, I think it took a lightness, and I think I mentioned that last week when I was talking about the progression of the moon throughout this, this current week where you have this significant, I won't call it heavy necessarily, um, your quarter moon. It could, for, like for me, it was just the shift that I needed. It was powerful. I came across some very powerful information. The fact that the quarter moon was in cancer, a water sign, I think that is just, extremely significant. I've been consuming and appreciating and immersing myself in and developing a really higher vibrational relationship with water than I ever have before. And so I think I know that because of that, I've, I've opened myself up to an easier flow of information and through through my emotions. Like I, I have a new respect for my emotions where I'm learning, and that's why I mentioned to y'all, oh, you're feeling this way, that's a notification. It's like an alarm going off. It's trying to get your attention. I am really um, starting to see through some new eye, renewed, look at, look, Venus retrograde, renewed eyes, uh, the power of emotions and how they really are here to serve us and work for us and in our favor and really just um, put us ahead of the game if we can see it like that, you know. That perspective is powerful. Um, but Moon and Leo definitely, uh, even with me, and it not necessarily being like this negative corner-turning experience, but definitely absolutely positive, um, the Leo Moon of, of yesterday and today uh, through, actually, it'll be in Leo through tomorrow evening, 7.16 p.m. Central is when the Moon and Leo trines Saturn in Sagittarius, and it goes void for 16 hours and four minutes, okay? So pretty much Thursday or tomorrow overnight, it'll be void. Um, But, you know, yesterday, today, in between now and then, tomorrow, literally, Leo is about having fun and enjoying yourself and enjoying life and, and and living from an open heart. If you're surrounded by people, you can't live with an open heart around and for and with uh, then that 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 may be what your quarter moon in Cancer is showing you, you know. Uh, so just remain open to, especially while the moon is in Leo, remain open to um, uh, 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 acts of generosity towards you or you from you towards others. That's a very Leo thing to be generous and share. Um, um, maybe not necessarily share the spotlight like Leo. You know they are known for uh, appreciating. It's the it's the very energy, the sun, that rules Leo, rules ego. So, I mean, come on. Um, and what we want, you know, and our self-expression. So definitely as it relates to that self-expression, once again, if you're around people you feel like you can openly and freely express yourself with, um, that, that 
that's a real beautiful indicator that you are right where you're supposed to be right now with the moon in Leo and soaking up the sun, soaking up the Leo, um, well, it's the Leo moon, but the sun is what governs that Leo energy, okay? Uh, so the moon goes void Thursday overnight, and by uh, it's going to be void for a while, y'all. It's going void at 7.16 p.m. on Thursday, and it does not – okay, no, I'm tripping. It it, it uh, goes into Virgo later that night. So 7.16 p.m. through 11.20 p.m. on Thursday, April the 7th, the moon is void as of 11.20 p.m. Central on Thursday, April the 7th. The moon is in Virgo, and we get – looks like a few days. I got to do my desk calendar, y'all. My notes are awesome, but my desk calendar is even awesomer. Because I'm real visual and I do the little colors and the little symbols and stuff, and it's just like at a glance I can look at my whole month and just like bam, just figure out everything. Um, But definitely through the end of the week, it appears that the moon is in Virgo from Thursday late night through the rest of the week and definitely through Saturday night, okay? While the moon is in Virgo and Earth signs, it's an earth sign ruled by Mercury, though, so um, as Mercury is in the its retrograde zone and preparing to station in the week ahead, which I'll mention to y'all here in a minute in more in depth, um, know that the governing energy of this Virgo uh, that the moon is going to be going through as of Thursday night is 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 in on the path of switching up on us, right? It's in the zone of its retrograde that's about to take place. So you may want to focus more attention on this portion of the week as it definitely relates to any organizing. Look, just even before Mercury stations retrograde, any astrologer is going to tell you you need to at least organize and plan for any mercurial mishap. when Mercury got into the zone, I knew somebody that started having car issues. Check on your car. Get all your updates and upgrades that you need. Your routine maintenance. Handle that. That's what this moon in Virgo is going to help you do. You'll be emotionally satisfied to stuff off your to-do list, stay organized, um, have order in your life, and, you know, purge anything. Clean out your car. How about that? That's a real awesome thing to do over this weekend. Um, it's a Virgo is a mutable energy, so it's really good for any adjustments that need to be made and anywhere you need to be flexible. You want a mutable sign to help you with that. And so um, what's so beautiful about Virgo is that because it is an energy that favors attention to detail and anything that is time-consuming or requires concentration, it's the perfect energy for these bigger projects that need to be broken down into smaller chunks so you can digest it, right? So that's perfect. And also anything governing like self-improvement. Um, Virgo is, is has governance in that sixth house of work and health in your daily routine. So here over the weekend, like um, uh any way that you can see to improve uh, your productivity. It's an earth sign, so you're going to be satisfied during this time to have some tangible results that you can see if you're organizing and putting stuff in order. You know, things ought to flow a little better. 
things ought to, you ought to be able to produce some results that you can see with that. So that's that for the rest of the week as far as what will be emotionally satisfying us, what will crave emotionally. Um, uh, definitely uh, the water. You can co- incorporate that with your health and your routine that Virgo um, governs over. Staying uh, physical that you can, like I said, see some tangible results from if you're, like, actually sore or actually bust a sweat, you know, and feel good about that. It's perfect weather, depending on where you are, to start doing that. Um Anything that kind of needs editing or refining, like this Virgo energy is so scrutinizing and critical. It's perfect for that. If you find yourself, you know, uh, bearing the brunt of somebody not really appreciating your scrutinizing and criticism, just turn it inwards and not to criticize or um, be critical of yourself. But the scrutinizing process can be helpful if you need to fine-tune your daily routine, fine-tune you know, these health um, um, initiatives um, that you are picking up in this new season or revisiting since Venus Retrograde is on it in this season. So this is a good energy for problem solving. This is a good energy to do a detox under, once again, bringing order to chaos. If it's chaos all up in your body, then Moon and Virgo is going to make you emotionally satisfied to, you know, bring some order to that. Get you some water going on, flowing up through there, and replace that with the soda and the juice and the punch and the the sugar, basically. All right, y'all. Uh, after that, here on Friday the seventh at three thirty nine p.m. Central, the sun finally makes this exact opposition to Jupiter. We've kind of mentioned it and spoke on it before. Um, but that energy is still uh, applying or increasing, like the moon is waxing right now. Um, we're waxing closer to this Sun-Jupiter opposition, which is exact on Friday afternoon, okay? And so, once again, it, it really is a beautiful uh, kind of... What I'm saying is that here when I talk to you all about the full moon in Libra in our week ahead, this highly anticipated full moon we've been waiting on since the start of Aries New Moon season, um, you'll see that Jupiter retrograde is intimately linked and acquainted with that full moon. And here we are talking about Jupiter um, in opposition to the sun that's going to be a play a prominent role in this and any full moon. In any full moon, it's the sun in opposition to the moon, okay? So I just want you to remember, at least for this aspect, um, moderation. Take it from your favorite Sagittarius once again that Jupiter governs Sag that, uh, you know, throughout my life I might have learned a lesson or two (laughs) about how much is or can be too much. And so with the sun in opposition to this planet of expansion, of growth and abundance, and the planet of more, it's the great benefic. It always wants to give you more, um, more opportunities for good fortune, more opportunities for success, more opportunities, if nothing else, for just general well-being and happiness, Okay. Um, it's 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 the planet of luck and, and expansion. So, uh, like I said, a, a lot of times I, I make people feel, you know, I bring, I 
can to bring a sense of ease, and that's what Jupiter feels like. You know, like you don't have to work so hard. That's why, if you know a Sagittarius, they seem really lucky. It's just that energy of things falling into place, not based on just you doing what the hell you want to do and stuff just happens. Although, you know, uh, there was an old scripture I heard before, and it did say that the rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. So, yeah, sometimes luck just happens to anybody. Hell, um, I would venture to, well, we're not even going there. But, um, but belief has a lot to do with it, too. Okay, I, I definitely want to hit on that just because Jupiter is the ancient ruler, uh, the current ruler of Sag, but in ancient times, Jupiter ruled Pisces too. Pisces' motto is, I believe. Okay, uh, Sagittarius' motto is, I see. So when you close your eyes and, and open your third eye, your first eye, you know, what do you see? When you dig deep down inside of yourself, what do you believe? It matters. I was telling y'all that in in uh, Pisces solar eclipse new moon season, what you believe matters. My 21-day challenge overcomers from that very first Pisces season challenge, they know. They damn sure know now when we're in Aries season and it, with a Venus retrograde and it really matters, especially what you believe about yourself. It, it all comes full circle, and then it'll retrograde on your ass so you can really get the full picture and make sure you got it by the time whatever energy stations direct. So when you're dealing with um, sun in opposition to Jupiter, uh, I just want you all to keep moderation in mind because even if you are the luckiest <laughs> mofo in the world, um, it can it can it can be too much. Ask anybody that done hit a lotto and wasn't ready for it. <laughs> Ask anybody that got a, a a a professional athlete contract and wasn't ready for it. Ask somebody who you know a, a opportunity just fell in their lap and they weren't ready for it. Ask them if there's a such thing as too much. Okay, so I mean, yeah, we all want the luck. We all want the abundance and the expansion. But do we all want the moderation? We should. That's the that's the lesson here. That's the lesson this sun opposition opposition Jupiter is gonna give us the opportunity to decide for ourselves that you know what? Uh, even if I had access to everything in the world, some stuff should just any anything should have a sense of moderation on it. Even water. Even water. Did you know you could get water? Uh, what do they call it? Water toxicity. Uh, they were doing the hazing at one point, and they were making the the initiates drink all this water, like in one setting. It was so crazy. And these these people were going to the hospital, and they were being, you know, treated for water toxicity. You can't drink goddamn ten gallons of water in ten minutes, and and you know, and be in a good <laughs> And have general well-being. It's not going to work. And I'll be the first one to be the, be a proponent of the water. But you know that. So 
with if you were actually born with sun in opposition to Jupiter, like Bill Cosby and Shamar Moore and Duke Ellington and Marion Jones, y'all remember her? Um, then these people are they come here naturally with these extremes of Jupiter in their life and in their personality, okay? And they could uh, really deal with a struggle internally. To, to to live in moderation, okay? I'm sure Marion Jones, it was just real, it was too tempting to her. You mean I can be like this world-renowned? I mean, come on. She already had a natural gift and talent. Jupiter just expands it. Jupiter just enlarges it. Jupiter just takes it further. Jupiter just gives you more, whatever you want, more, 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 more. Oh, she got more, all right. She got, it was too much. That's why I say, you, if, if you got access to everything you wanted, could, could you accept the moderation? Could you accept the, the truth and the reality that you should moderate even things that you have all access to? You, you don't think, <laughs> I'm not even going to start listing celebrities, but you don't think people with a lot of money have to consider how much is too much. Well, hell, I I can buy seventy cars. I can buy. I can buy. I'm a multi millionaire, almost a billionaire. I can buy seventy cars today in my name, fully paid for in cash. But should I? You see what I'm saying? So. Do I need um, the 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 warning here is that if you let any good fortune go to your head, then this can result in loss and embarrassment and a lowered self esteem. You're not gonna feel so good about yourself after you then bought pizza every day. Oh, I can have I can afford pizza every day. All the, you know, I mean, like, damn, you can, but shit, really. So that's Sun Op Jupiter, which is exact on Friday. Um, Saturn clear. I mean, the Sun will still clearly be in opposition to Jupiter um, at the time of this uh, full moon, but obviously it'll be looser. The exactness will have kind of started drifting, but I still want y'all to keep this in mind because hell, the full moon is just a week away. Um, Saturday the eighth, two twenty-eight p.m. Central Venus exactly squares Saturn, okay? And um, because Venus is going to station direct in our week ahead, it's going to square Saturn again on April the 21st, okay? So April the 8th, and then just literally two weeks later on April the 21st, we're going to get this aspect exact again, okay? And so I want the relationship. Venus is just screams the relationship. Hell, it governs Libra, which is the energy of relationships, and it governs Taurus, which is the energy of our relationship to ourselves, our relationship to our self-esteem, our relationship to our values, our relationship to how and if we value ourselves, okay? Before you can get to Libra, you got to go through Taurus. You ain't got no relationship with nobody before you have a relationship with yourself. You better ask Venus. 
<laughs> so Venus squaring Saturn uh, definitely is talking about the challenges and the tests in our relationship. But consider this, and I'm preaching to myself right now, trust me. <laughs> consider this, especially with both Venus and Saturn being um, being retrograde at the time of this exact square that um, not only are these tests and challenges that the square implies and describes, not only are they coming, just like when it's happening to your personal chart, it's coming to prove who you are. When it's happening in the context of relationships, you you can best believe, especially since it's retrograde, you can just throw last week's show, I was talking about all these karmic, and I talked a lot about Venus and Saturn, especially when there's this karmic element of the retrograde on it, know that these tests and these challenges are coming to prove your romantic relationships one way or the other. It's going to be proven one way or the other. You will not be confused about where you stand. Their Venus and got out the zone. Um, and there, there will be some things throughout the Saturn retrograde that can be, uh, but Saturn doesn't really affect, like, clarity and you being clear on something. Mercury retro more would affect that. So I would definitely say once Venus is out of the zone and once Mercury is out of the zone, um, I, I, can, I, I would say with more certainty to someone I was consulting with that, yeah, this pretty much, especially the eclipses are over, you know, for now that energy is kind of breaking apart. So it's like, yeah, after, uh, I'll have the dates for y'all when I talk about Mercury retrograde. Let me go look at it now. I can't help it, y'all. I got to hook y'all up ASAP. It just can't help myself. Where the hell? Oh, hold on. Sorry, y'all. Hold on, hold There we go. Uh, that, you know, with Mercury and Venus being out the zone, then you can pretty much just be like, well, hell, if it didn't come together by now, it probably ain't coming together, at least not in this season and cycle. And if it did, you know, that's why you got to, when, when Venus stations direct, you know, when this Venus um, Saturn um, happens, uh, when Saturn stations retro, like these are these are some points where some shifts can take place. And you don't want to, like, bet the farm one way or the other when there's so much still significantly shifting that pertains specifically and directly to relationships and and the strength or the the, um, longevity or the endurance of a relationship, okay? Um, Mercury gets out of the zone. I don't even think I freaking put it. That's all right. I didn't put it in this one, but that's all right. Uh, Definitely through the month of April. I can say this with 100% certainty. Through the month of April, I would not be, I would remain open. I would remain open. I would remain flexible. I would remain open and flexible within the context of continuously re-evaluating Reconsidering, rediscovering, redigging, <laughs> especially now that Venus is back up in the Pisces, continuing to remain open to all possibilities. 
okay, and not and not try to pin anything down. You never try to pin anything down when an energy is in Pisces. It's just futile. You better learn to accept. You better learn to forgive. You better learn to surrender. You better learn to let go and release. You better learn to meditate and pray and rely on your spiritual life and connection and practice, okay? Um, Venus squaring Saturn, exactly. I just want y'all to continue to um, be mindful of, uh, where did it go? There it is. Um, just any, like any test, any challenges that you are experiencing within the context of these relationships, uh, how they how they come back to you, okay? Meditate on it. I just got through talking all about that energy and how it's benefiting you even during this time of a Venus-Saturn square when they're both retrograde and it's all karmic and, and, and complicated and sticky and, you know, like, sick, really? But whatever you're dealing with as it relates to others, it's pointing you back to you. Saturn wants you to be even retrograde, goddammit. Saturn wants you to be responsible even if nobody's looking. It's karma. Karma's always looking. Continue to be dutiful and responsible and mature and serious as it relates to things you want to see success in. Saturn is not just a hard-ass time. You want some Saturn on your relationships if you want it to last a long time. Saturn is practical. It's traditional. It's, you know, it's an enduring energy. So make nice with it. Make friends with it. Embrace it. Love it. Love your responsibilities even to these karmic relationships that get on your fucking nerves. <laughs> At least they get on mine. Be responsible. Even me with my sad mouth. I thought I could make some shifts in relationships and just say whatever I got good and ready to say. And spirit had me being real responsible and mature to say, you know what, I can at least, yeah, admit that that was a bit much, that was a bit I, Jupiter, that sad Jupiter, I always want to take it a little further, a little more, a little higher, and it's not always necessary. You got to throw some moderation on that thing, or else you could, once again, what did it say? You could face loss, embarrassment, or a lowering of your self-esteem. You all in your ego and did some extra. That's what Jupiter want to do, that extra. Lower vibrational Jupiter. Don't let me make Jupiter out to be anything less than the great benefic that it is. It's just that even Jupiter has a low vibration and a lower manifestation and a lower expression when we're not consciously accessing the higher one. Okay? Uh, so I want to tell y'all anything else about Venus square Saturn? No. Saturday, April the 8th, 6.49 p.m. Central, the Pluto, all right? And uh, it's it's going to happen here on April, okay, April the 8th, and then it's going to happen again October the 8th of this year. 
So this is the one, I believe I spoke on it briefly last week. I'll just mention it again before we jump headfirst into this week ahead. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who listens. I see y'all on the line now. I see y'all in the archives just getting it in. Like, this is just what y'all do every week. Y'all go hard. I appreciate y'all. It is my divine pleasure to be here to serve y'all in this capacity. I hear a lot of astrologers. I hear a lot of people talking about different things related to astrology. But this, the format, everything was just given to me by, by spirit, the opportunity given to me by, by Brother Ampu. And it just it's one of my favorite things to do. So y'all like to listen. I like to um, record the show for y'all every week and um, help y'all in any other way I can with the consults, the readings. Y'all know from the beginning of the show, y'all got the $5 off. Just one-click email access me this week for any reading or um, question or consult, and we will get it in at for the low and with a discount. What? Just my way of saying I appreciate y'all, like tangibly, not just talking about it, but being about the appreciation, showing, and proving. Um, and Sun Square Pluto is going to speak, you know, more to an energy similar to that, where things that you can control power, Pluto, your your power, our power, um, in a challenging, testing aspect to the sun. And so, yeah, potential for crisis, potential for conflict, especially as it relates to our ego and um People in authority, okay, uh, you may feel defensive uh, near the end of the week as well um, or feel like you have to make a major change or transformation. I just want y'all to, re- to look towards yourself first. Don't, if you're trying to make somebody else make a major change or trying to, you know, get them to shift and turn a corner, you might have a little better luck if you redirect those energies towards yourself, okay? And, and and especially as it relates to Pluto, it probably, once again, has to do with a part of your psychology as to why you're even dealing with a particular circumstances or situation. Um, the only people we can control is us, and that's what Pluto is doing directly with. You can transform yourself and it'll transform everything around you. Um, people who were born with uh, Sun Square Pluto in their chart, like Tiger Woods, Maya Angelou, um, Sugar Ray Leonard, Sarah Vaughn, Dick Gregory, these people um, have an intense, an intensity about them. Pluto is that power. Okay, Pluto is that intensity and extremeness. And so um, ego conflicts are, you know, what a person with this in their natal chart tends to deal with because they like to be in control, you know. And so um, when they when these people feel like they're not in control, they tend it tends to agitate them, okay, and it could intimidate others that are around them, all right. And so. Um, and a lot of the people that they end up in conflict with are people who are uh, powerful people or authority figures, or it could just be males since the sun, you know, gives more of a masculine influence in the chart. All righty, y'all. Drum roll, please. We are in the week ahead discussing Sunday, April the 9th through Saturday, April the 15th. Woo-hoo. <laughs> And so uh, we're about at the, a little less, we're a little over the halfway mark, so we, we should wind wind into at least through Wednesday of next week really nicely. Um, 
we start the week off in the that moon and Virgo energy, remember? So uh, the moon doesn't go void until actually goes void 3.21 a.m. Central there on Sunday rising. So three hours into the week, we started off with moon and Virgo, but then the moon goes void just for four hours and 13 minutes. So by the time you rise up on Sunday, the moon will be in Libra as of 7.34 a.m. Central, okay? So where... If the moon and Virgo, think about moon and Virgo that were taken from Thursday uh, evening into the rest of this current week uh, and three hours into the week ahead. It can be stressful. I think I should mention that. It can be stressful because uh, it, because it's so detail-oriented, okay? It helps when it pertains to things we need to concentrate on and that we need to scrutinize. But it can be annoying, like I said to other people, if we're being critical and scrutinizing of them. And it can be a little nerve-wracking or and potentially stressful if we're trying to do too damn much, <laughs> Because, like I said, these earth signs, they want to be productive. They want to have something to show, which is great. But you, once again, with this, this, this recurring theme of everything in moderation, even hard work, even productive, being productive. Hell, it's 12 areas of life in uh, astrological wheel. Work and health is only one of them. Moon only going to be in Virgo a few days, not the whole month. So um, the, on the Sunday uh, when we rise up um, and the moon's in Libra, you know, that's going to give way to this energy that's a lot lighter, okay? It's ruled by Venus. I just got to telling you guys that Venus governs Taurus and Libra. Taurus has to do more with us in our point of attraction, and Libra has to do more with others others than everyone that we're in a relationship with, even our shadow selves, our alter selves, our lower selves, our higher selves, okay? So we rise up on Sunday, moon and Libra. Libra's an air sign. We're feeling, you know, at least sociable in a one-on-one type of situation, um, pairing up with somebody, uh, you know, Libra's a lot of, for me about balance and harmony. It's about peace, okay? And it's about um, the things that Venus brings to the table as it does relate to others. So where there may have been, maybe if you even over the weekend, maybe it wasn't so peaceful. <laughs> maybe it was a little lower vibrational Virgo stressful. And, you know, Libra here on Sunday rising is just bringing that ease. It does, it's what Venus does. It brings that ease to these relationships. It brings that comfort, peace, and tranquility to these relationships. Potentially, I'm telling you what's on tap. I'm telling you what's available. Access it how you will. Um, any kind of Sunday is just going to be a really good day to, like, be leisurely, you know, R&R, rest and relaxation, just to relax and enjoy a good, you know, um, conversation with someone, you know, the, uh, and, and employing dip- diplomacy and tact and harmony and beauty, you know, um, to those types of things. So obviously if you needed to negotiate something, um, if you needed to meditate, uh, mediate, not meditate, mediate, 
you know, how you're restoring balance uh, in the context of relationships of any kind. You, it may be within the context of a relationship you have, or you may be called upon to mediate. You know, if you're really vibrating fluidly with this moon and Libra energy, you could be called on. People might see that on you and call upon you to mediate um, a situation for them that they're not having the same amount of ease with balancing and harmonizing the energies within the context of um, any beautifying efforts are going to be favorable, your home, your space, you know, decorating, uh, putting something together. Even maybe normally you don't do this and, you know, um, here on Sunday, hey, Sunday dinner, that's awesome. That's just what I had in my mind. I was thinking, well, what day of the week is this? So that's perfect. Sunday, you know, putting together a really beautiful spread, even if it's just for your four and no more. It don't have to be like um, the whole generation. It can just be your you know, your nuclear family and just adding that element of beauty and and ease and a light touch and a beautiful touch and a harmonious touch and a peaceful, tranquil touch, okay? Definitely in the context of relationships and communications, if creating a physical environment helps you and aids you to do that, so be it. But even if it's just a beautiful um, conversation with somebody over the phone, um, Sunday will be a really good time to indulge yourself, okay? I do want to point out um, Libra is also an area space where there can be, because you're so able to, like, see both sides of the situation and compromise and be harmonious and tactful, like, um, you know, if you need to make, like, a forceful, clear-cut decision, this is probably not going to be the part of the week that you want to focus on doing that in amidst all this retrograde motion situation we've got going on. Um but if you can help it, just don't even put yourself in that position. Like I told you literally moments ago, this is not the time you're making major relationship decisions and all that stuff anyway. You're reviewing it. You're reassessing it. You're reconsidering it. You're contemplating it. It's on your mind. You're mulling over it. But you're not, you know, banging that gavel down like, yeah, this is it, period. <laughs> um, also, April 9th. That Sunday, 6.14 Pete Central, is when Mercury stations retrograde. We are already in the Mercury retrograde zone. Um, We've been in the zone. We've been in the zone. That was on my calendar from last month, I know. So, yeah, we've been in the Mercury retrograde zone since right literally the day before the new moon in Aries on the 20. The new moon in Aries was the 27th. Mercury um, got into the zone on the 26th. So we have, uh, you can even say this new moon in Aries season has not only um, the Venus retrograde on it, but the um, Mercury retrograde on it if you want to count that zone. I'm Mercury rules, so I'm going to count that zone. I want to know when it's in the zone and when it's out of the zone, even if it's not actually retrograde at that point because I know, no, 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 no now by observation that these energies that are related to these planets that are going retrograde, even when they get in the zone, you can start marking it from there, the theme of what you're kind of going to deal with when it does go retrograde, okay? And what you're, what you're going to be looking at after it goes direct 
when it's through with the retrograde as to what got resolved and how it got resolved. It's really interesting to observe and look at. Of course, with my mama's babies that I've been talking to for years now, we get to do that on a regular basis. So it's so cool to look at patterns and trends. And that's when astrology becomes, like, even more fun because you can anticipate some stuff. You can see some stuff coming. You can, oh, I remember what happened last Mercury Retro, you know, in this area of my chart. So Mercury Retrograde, it's starting in Taurus, and it's going to back up into Aries. So I love it because, okay, even like now with Venus backing up in the Pisces and everything, so we're still, there's still this energy that Pisces wants our attention for. Right now with Venus Retrograde backed up in it, of course, it wants our attention so we can continue to reassess our value, our self-worth, but from this perspective of extreme self-care and allowing ourselves to simply just be and allowing ourselves to simply forgive, okay? Um, But this Mercury retrograde that I'm digging into right now for y'all, it definitely wants us... uh, We're going to get back to Aries, but I want to mention it from the context of it starting out in Taurus right now because not only that's the season coming next, this is our, this week ahead we're talking about right now is the last week ahead with sun and Aries. The week ahead coming that I'm talking to you all about next week, the sun's going to be in Taurus. So the energy is going to start shifting here in just a minute. And Mercury and Mars are already there in Taurus you know, the actions that we're taking, you know, right now in towards, towards what we feel our value really is and the, and the mercury there just, you know, keeping it on our mind. You can't make a decision right now without having to filter that mug through. Is this somebody, is this something that somebody who values themselves highly would do? Is this something that someone who assesses their value on a regular basis would do? Is this someone who knows, is this something that someone who knows that they're priceless would do? Okay, that's Mercury and Taurus right now filtering our plans, our mental processes, our decisions, our thoughts, our ideas through the Taurus filter that governs value specifically. Now, um, Mercury, yes, if you were born with Mercury, okay, before we get there, mentioned it before, but if you're listening for the first time or you didn't catch that show, um, Mercury retrogrades happen a few times a year. They're very popular. Every other retrograde you could ever know about, like Jupiter being retrograde right now, Saturn stationing retrograde right now, exact tomorrow, um, Pluto stationing retrograde after that. They all kind of got it from Mercury. (laughs) Not really, but, you know, Mercury retrogrades are really popular when you're going to hear people talking about that that don't even really know a lot about astrology, but they may just say that to kind of make you think they do. Oh, yeah, Mercury retrograde, like it's that common and popular. Um, it, it's also that common because of how often it occurs. Three or four times a year, it's definitely going to be happening. 
And it's definitely going to be affecting you whether you're um, consciously aware of it or not. Because if you have a mind, <laughs> it, that's what Mercury uh, is talking about, our, our mind and our communication and our movement and our travel, okay, especially short-distance travel, just travel wherever you are in your immediate surroundings, okay, local travel. And so that's why I mentioned before, the car, this is the time to check your car out and, you know, all these things that relate to you moving about the country, handling your business. It's the Mercury governs commerce and negotiations and, and certain aspects of business heavily. So, uh, you know, the paperwork, Mercury is that paperwork. That's why this is not the time to be... Uh, you know, getting into new contracts and stuff with people. And if you are, just have a second pair of eyes look over it. Uh, go ahead and submit that to, you know, a legal representative that, that works for you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, have them look over it. It'll be an investment well worth it if, you know, when, when Mercury is stationing, its energy is really strong and tends to send out a clear, direct message to you through some event or circumstance or person. Um, it, uh, clearly, that's going to happen twice. You have the station here on the night, uh, retrograde, and you have the direct station. I do not know why I did not put that lower, close it, close it. But it's just a few weeks, y'all. Uh, uh, like I said, definitely through the month of April. I'll get y'all some exact dates on these direct stations there next week, Lord. I, this is what I've been talking to y'all about when I say Mercury, <laughs> whenever it's shifting. I could shut down now. I could shut down all my operations. I could not. I could literally, when Mercury or Jupiter is doing something, especially Mercury because it's a more personal planet, um, I could shut down and not do any shows, not do any reports, not do any consults, but I try to hang in there for you guys. So once again, if y'all are patient with me, I'll be patient, continue to be patient with you guys. Um, yeah, so definitely three weeks. And uh, we've already, since Mercury got in the zone on March uh, the 26th, right before the Aries new moon, uh, then we've had some time to see what kind, do you, this is not going to be a surprise. Like, whatever goes on as of April the 9th for the, the three weeks after that, between March 26th and April 9th, you got a preview of what it was going to be about, something relating to communication, something relating to an idea or your thought process, something something related to trans. If you have had, had any transportation issues in that time, you're not going to be surprised. And if you actually tended to these things, or began to tend to these things, then you you may not experience such an abrupt, harsh um, uh, time during this particular time. The main thing that stood out to me regarding the Mercury retrograde uh, stationing, uh, Mercury retrograde chart, is the aspect between Mercury and the Moon. I don't often mention to you guys on here about Quinn Kunsu called a quincunx, um, Q-U-I-N-C-U-N-X. And it's, a, it's almost an opposition. It's 30 degrees away from being at 180 degrees instead of 150 degrees. So it's at this really weird angle. 
I call it the can't get right angle. <laughs> it's like you just can't get right. What What are you going to do with the 150-degree aspect except look real confused? Like, huh? It's like almost opposition, but it's like almost a trine. So what do you want me to do with this? Um, so that same feeling I'm kind of giving you where the 150-degree angle don't make sense and can't get right, that's the energy between Mercury that's stationing retrograde and the moon that you can kind of read into that entire three weeks of the retrograde, okay, which is the very energy I'm giving you, confusion, like what the fuck, what, what am I supposed to do with this clinkums, you know, confusion, um, especially in your mind. Mercury is the mental. Confusion in your thinking, confusion when it comes to decision-making, confusion um, when it comes to knowing you know, which way do I turn? Mercury's my mind, and it's the logic, and it's the practicality, and it's the um, reasoning and all these mental processes. But the moon is my emotions. The moon is my mood. The moon is how I feel. The moon is what I crave. The moon is what nurtures me. The moon is how I feel at home within my soul. So which one do I go with? I can't make them get right. I can't make them make sense. And so we all know the answer to this. If it's head or heart, which one are you supposed to choose? Come on. Right. You know, all us, uh, <laughs> I'm a recovering idealist. I didn't know. I was just a young, super sad, you know, with big dreams. <laughs> I didn't know that life was not necessarily about all these fanciful ideals, you know. Um, I didn't know that uh, relying on that gift, of a mind can really benefit you. So, um, you know, there's a place for the moon, too. That's going to let you, that's going to be your inner compass. That's why the moon governs cancer, the fourth house, because that's how you support yourself. That's how you be there for yourself emotionally first to where you're not waiting on nobody to be there for you. You, your own family. You know, I, I look at it like that when I look at it from the personal aspect. Obviously, the moon cancer and the fourth house also govern literally your family and your home and your residence and your property and your ancestral lineage and all that stuff. But it starts with you, okay? It's in that, that bottom half of the astrological wheel. That's all you from the first house to the second house. That's all you will at the sixth house you kind of start getting introduced since it's on the descendant. You start getting introduced to others. That's why you go out into the world to work or do work for others or have others do work for you. But uh, the fourth house definitely um, can can talk about these places inside of ourselves, the most private part of our chart in our lives where, uh, you know, we you, you want to be able to trust that. You want to be able to trust that. But if you had to choose, you tend to go a little more lighter, even in a Mercury retrograde, when you um, give a bit more credence to your rational mind, okay? Especially in a Mercury retrograde where you can't really rely, like things are wonky as it relates to mercurial things, which includes your mind. Ten, people tend to misplace things and lose things and forget things and uh, uh, um, you know, there's uh, the breakdown, the risk for breakdown, and, you know, the uh, electronic devices and, you know, hell, the phone is going crazy and computer acting up and all this typical Mercury retro stuff. 
in a, in an area of space where you can't rely heavily on that, um, you just slowly. I, my my go to Mercury retrograde suggestions they have not changed since I've been on this air with y'all, which is same thing about this Venus retrograde calling us to slow down. And even though Jupiter retrograde, I did I wasn't really coming from an angle of slow down. I definitely was coming from an angle of. of uh, you know, going back and seeing where you may have originally missed these opportunities for growth, advancement, luck, and abundance. So with Mercury Retro, it's a little, I'm going to mix a little bit of both with it this time to say definitely as it relates to communication with people, messages, uh, movement, paperwork, transactions, commerce, business, negotiations, you know, definitely from March 26th to April 9th, you you may not be all the way pleased with, you know, decisions you've made regarding these areas of life. And so this retrograde is going to give you an opportunity to slow down. You was moving too fast, like our sister NDIRE told us. You was running for, headed for the future and running from the past, she said. And you standing up on that damn gas and then, hell, either ran out or wrecked out. <laughs> and even if you haven't ran out or wrecked out, you just may be at a position where things aren't necessarily moving forward as it relates to paperwork and messages and communication in your life in certain areas of your life. And so it's going to benefit you to consciously slow yourself, consciously slow that mind down, Okay. During this time, you may want to write down some more stuff I didn't already told you, the apt and likelihood for forgetting and, you know, oh, I thought we were going to meet at 3 and, oh, I thought you meant a.m. and it's p.m. You know, stupid stuff like that, just mercurial mishaps. I want you to slow down and plan for those. I want you to slow down and plan for, hell, being late may have something to do with your car. I want you to slow down and plan for any necessary, any necessary, necessary maintenance on your vehicle, on your electronic devices, anything that you rely heavily on for communication or movement, okay? Hell, if it's a bike, I want you to make sure your bike is on point. If you need, if if you normally have issues with tires, make sure you got your spare tire. Venus retrograde has been calling us to evaluate our values and our valuables anyway. So hopefully nobody's been making like any major purchases anyway. And so you got a little something saved up in case you need to hook yourself up for Mercury Retrograde to have a backup. Speaking of, back your stuff up. Back your stuff up. If you got stuff only on one device, Make sure it's backed up on something else, a, a flash drive or something. Flash drive costs you $5. Back it up. Okay, and so um, I want you also to consider with the quincunx from Mercury to the moon, um, not only to rely more on that rational thinking than, than your emotions right now, I told y'all earlier the emotions are an indicator. They are an indicator. They're very beneficial and helpful to us. But especially during Mercury retrograde, I don't want you to fully rely on them as it relates to decision-making. That's not going to help you during this time. 
that rational thinking is going to help you and the detachment, your ability to detach. I get this message. I was mentioning it to a mama's baby earlier too. Um, I get this message all the time. And one of my favorite YouTube people just put out another video about it, about this detachment. He was talking about it from a standpoint of being disappointed and how when you're disappointed, it really you're the only reason you are disappointed is because you actually have the nerve to attach yourself, your happiness, to a particular outcome. I can only be happy if this happens. Okay, you just set yourself up for disappointment because you're too attached to a particular thing. Even when it comes to intentions and goal setting, that's great. Me and my mama's babies, me and my challenge overcomers, we're doing it on a monthly basis. We're working with these lunations to allow things to manifest much more easier than going against the grain of the natural energies. Um but what we're attached a lot of is, uh, let me speak for me specifically, but more so than being attached to a particular outcome physically, I'm attached to a particular outcome energetically. I want to feel satisfied. I want to feel the fulfillment that comes with having attained a thing or intended a thing and literally watch the most happen <laughs> within a 30-day period. Like, yes, this is the shit. <laughs> even in a Venus retrograde, even in retrograde season, uh, because, you know, once again, working with the energies of Venus retrograde, they slow your butt down and don't you start no new relationship right now, brand new, somebody you never met before, and you met since March the uh, 4th when Venus stationed. Work with that. Don't despise that. Don't work against that. Don't. I'm going to defy that. I'm going to rebel. All right. Tell us how that went. (laughs) After Venus Station Direct, tell us how that went. Um, Moon, Quincunx, Mercury, that's pretty much the gist of that. I mean, you've got the Venus square Saturn on top of this Mercury retrograde. You got to kind of look at that too because that's the the, the uh, relationships are going to be affected clearly by the communication and by the movement. You know what I mean? Um, and of course, Venus governing relationships. And I already told y'all about the Venus square Saturn. That's affecting them as well. Okay. And so once again, not just because of Venus uh, Mercury retrograde, but because of Venus and Saturn retrograde squaring each other. It's all these karmic relationship issues and, and, and um, circumstances and situations are really, there's this second suggestion, strong suggestion to defer, hold off on any major relationship decisions, any major financial decisions, okay? That if Just know that if you don't, it could add to Venus Square test challenge. It could add to the testing nature of of an already challenging retrograde time and season. Okay, it can add stress. It can add um, negative feelings. It can add distance. It can add to whatever relationship issues are already going on. I want you to continue to think of any challenges 
and 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 issues within the context of your own issues dealing with fear, especially when you're talking about Saturn, fear and criticism. Okay, I want you to consider how you're contributing to it. If if there if this is some of the stuff you're dealing with, there's also a T square. You I don't know if you've heard that term in astrology before. It's just two squares put together. Uh, basically, um, the Sun and Jupiter are in opposition, and Pluto smack dab in the middle, squaring both of them. Um, and so, Sun square Pluto. We've already talked about that. That's where. Look, if you want to run something so damn bad, run you. <laughs> that way you skip all the ego conflicts and your need to be in control doesn't impact negatively impact anybody else. If you want to be in control so bad, control you, and you're going to be the most powerful person in the world, trust me. Because <laughs> um, it can get real ugly. Low vibrational Pluto when you get when you out to manipulate control and your motivations aren't pure, uh, you asking for some good old destruction. You asking for some good old death and rebirth, some good old transformation. Um, and then you've got the sun opposite Jupiter, which is where we're learning moderation. We're practicing moderation. That's how we're learning it through practice. Um, we we receive our good luck and our fortune and our great benefits and. We share them. That's how you also moderate that, you know, share that. It ain't all for all that abundance and expansion and luck. That ain't all for you. If you got access to hundreds of millions, maybe just maybe all them dollars ain't for you. So that's how you balance that out. Sun opposite Jupiter is wanting us to balance something. And then we've got uh, the Jupiter square Pluto portion of this T square. I've spoke on the Sun opposite Jupiter, the Sun square Pluto. Now the Jupiter square Pluto aspect um, is just uh, I mentioned it before in last week and and the week before that is just that same Jupiter um, desire for the good fortune and for the success and for the happiness and general well-being. But here's Pluto again. Here go Pluto again, squaring it, saying with a ugly motivation or intention behind it, like we can just, you know, step on some people to get the success and the happiness and the good luck that we want. No biggie, you know. They're just people. They're not us. As long as it's not us getting stepped on, it's cool. You know, especially when Jupiter is squaring Pluto, that's when you might find out, hmm, maybe not so cool. Maybe the universe doesn't really like it when I do that. And this raggedy <laughs> karma that's come back around and completely transform my life might be a hint as to why I don't want to do that again with my natural power and instead I may want to tr- apply this power to transforming my life and, and, and allowing things that aren't of a pure intention to die off and be reborn anew through me accessing this power for my for not only my own benefit, huh, come on now and fuck around with a pure motivation and mess around and have some good intentions, not only for yourself, but for all of those that are linked to you. So that's beautiful if you can uh, maneuver through that uh, challenge in square. So with the little time I have left, I definitely want to get y'all hit to this Mercury retrograde energy and how you can expect to best interact with it based on 
these areas of space where the energy is naturally flowing. If you know where you're having a Mercury retrograde at, you can pinpoint it, hone in on these specific areas of life and say, at least in the area of my sun, moon, and rising sign, I'm going to make sure that I am working with this energy and not against it. I don't need things to be any more complicated than they already kind of are going to be. Um, it's, but you may not be dealing with car issues. You may not be dealing with forgetting things. But I bet you somebody you know more than likely will be, especially if they have no conscious awareness of what's going on and are just kind of relying on social media and the news and what they hear on the radio, you know, to uh, inform them of what time it is. They're probably not having real good success with those options. Taurus, you know, I always start with the area of space that the energy is going to be in. So Mercury is retrograding in Taurus. Taurus, you more than anybody, because the retrograde is starting out in your sign, you can feel real thrown off, okay? You can feel like, um, what the hell (laughs) when it comes to mercurial things. And so um, I want you to just stay, Taurus, I want you to just stay open and flexible. Just know that. Um, what's this, Mercury retrograding in your sign? Yeah, I just want you to stay flexible and willing to make adjustments and changes um, and be willing to continue to go with the flow. You more than anybody, I don't want you attaching yourself to a particular outcome. Hell, how the hell can you do that when Mercury is starting off retrograde in your sign? Um, I want you, Taurus, to... Um, have it set yourself up now to have an outlet for when and if you feel frustrated over the next few weeks after April the 9th, okay? Because um, y'all are an earth sign. Y'all are real uh, governed by Venus. And so, you know, what comfort can you set up that satisfy your senses for us? that can help you when it comes to feeling frustrated, aromatherapy. I'm talking about all the five physical senses, Taurus. You know it well. Aromatherapy, some good healing food, and I ain't talking about no stuff that, you know, make you feel good for five seconds, and then when you get through eating it, it's a whole other side effect situation going on. I'm talking about something that really nourishes, that really satisfies um taste there. I already told y'all about the smell, the aromatherapy, um, the sight. I want y'all to put yourself in environments, you know, have have somewhere you can go that satisfies your need or desire for aesthetic things being aesthetically pleasing and have some just stuff in your back pocket towards that you can whoop out that satisfies your very nature if this mercury retro in your sign you know, gets to be a bit much for you and you didn't necessarily, you can't plan for everything, you know. Nobody expects the fantasy inquisition is how I used to hear it said. So you can't prepare for everything, but you can have some stuff set up. You know what Mama Dada said, this might happen, and I already know the spot I'm going to go to and, you know, sit by the water, soak up the sun, you know, uh, drink me a fruit smoothie and just Get through it, okay, Taurus. Just get through it. Not only um, it's gonna, not going to be in your sign the whole time, Taurus. Um, it's going to back up into Aries. So 
you'll get a bit of a reprieve, but while it's in your sign, you've got some of those suggestions to kind of fall back on and definitely don't hesitate to get with me if we need to break it down more specifically to what's going on in your particular chart right now. Leo, Mama's Leo's, um, Sun, Moon, or Rising. You are experiencing Mercury retrograde through another really pivotal area of life like Taurus, um, but it deals with your your karma. It deals with your karma. It deals with your 10th house. It deals with your goals, your life direction, your ambitions, um, and your reputation, your status, okay? Um, you may want to dot your T's and cross your eyes. You may want to slow down for real, for real. Uh, as it pertains to messages, you know, I would tell y'all, the reason why I'm honing in on y'all, Leo, uh, it's a major area of life, but if you make a mistake in communications, in, in relaying messages, um, it, could, it, could, it could affect your reputation. So that's why I'm honing in a little bit more on y'all to say, before, Leo, before you press send on a text, trust me, I've been getting a lot of practice in this, so I know. I'm Mercury ruled, so I have to, like, keep, stay on point, not because I'm emailing or texting anything crazy, but just because I have Virgo fourth house. I like to be accurate, and I painstakingly pay attention to detail, and it, so much so, I don't think I've ever read a book, even in all the research I do today, every website I go to, I find at least one error while I'm reading. It's just, I can't help it. That's my natural Virgo on the fourth house. I'm I'm, at, I'm real at home with being, you know, detail-oriented. And so um, for you, if that's not your natural inclination, I'm not a Leo, but I have this, you know, thing that I like to do, like being accurate and correct. That's what makes me good at what I do for y'all because y'all know I'm going to keep staying on point for y'all. Um but for my Leos, I just want y'all to consider, you know, much more closely than maybe some others that I'll mention here, um, scrutinizing these messages, you know, slowing down when you're having a conversation with someone, you know, when it's not a message and you don't have that lag time, that delay. And, you know, not being in a rush, taking your time, listening to what the other person has to say before you rush to a response before you even respond, thinking again of what you're going to say before you say it, not because you're being scheming and all this stuff, but because it matters. Tenth house, Leo, where you're having Mercury retrograde is where Saturn resides. Saturn wants you to be responsible. Saturn wants you to be mature. Saturn wants you to take things seriously. So, Leo, take the Mercury retrograde, seriously, and I'm sure you'll do fine. Tenth house is also success and rewards. So if you take it seriously, hey, Mike could experience some benefits that come from it and be experiencing Mercury retrograde from the standpoint to where when Mercury stations direct, you can say, God damn, that was the best Mercury retrograde. All the rewards and success, all right, get it, okay? Um Stay focused on your goals, okay, Leo? Tent house is the life direction and the goals, so, um, and the authority figures, okay? 
If you're feeling frustrated, once again, have your outlet, have your mercurial outlet. Go walk and move. Do some movement. But don't, don't. I want to say so much, Leo. I just got to pare it down because I have moments left and I got to get the rest of these signs. So if you're a Leo and you need me to break it down a little further, I would love to do it. Just one quick email access to me. Scorpio, um, you're dealing with the Mercury retrograde from another pivotal, pivotal part of your chart. It's the area of relationships, Scorpio. So, I mean, y'all know Mercury retro, for you specifically, Scorpio, the Mercury retro uh, thing about exes coming back, we're already dealing with that with Venus retro. So Mercury retro on it. See how you look at when the exes come back, when the people are contacting you back, you know. Um, It was my divine pleasure somebody contacted me. They said, hello. I texted them back, goodbye. Ooh, it was my favorite thing to do to this day. Um, Because everything that comes back during these retrogrades, Scorpio, trust me, you don't want it necessarily. Now, Venus is retrograding too, so be open to reconsidering and reevaluating. Is there value here? If there's value really there, then that's one thing. If it's not, that's your answer that's completely different, okay? It could be a little indecisiveness going on because of the seventh house influence, Scorpio. Um, so don't beat yourself up if you don't feel like you're in a position to make a decision one way or the other. Once again, the caveat is to slow down and think twice, okay? Um, Aquarius, you are dealing with um, the Mercury retro from another very critical uh, part of your chart, the fourth house of, you know, feeling at home within yourself, of your home, of your family. And so it may be on this front where you're finding frustrations or issues arising, okay, with family members, with your own inner emotional foundation. So I want you to uh, definitely Aquarius, and this could be a little difficult because y'all tend to be described as very detached emotionally. Um, Just clue in to your emotions a little bit more than you're necessarily used to or feel comfortable with because that's going to be your reference point for how well you're doing. You feeling at home within yourself or you being a complete, total emotional wreck? Um, If things are going haywire outside of you in your home as it relates to your family, I want you to consider how uh, strengthening your emotional foundation can help during this time. Virgo, you and Capricorn are sister signs to Taurus, so y'all could be feeling a bit off as well. Um, but there's still these beautiful opportunities for you, Virgo, for expansion, okay? Um, or maybe you're having frustrations where it comes to expanding, frustrations as it comes to these new experiences that you want to have or your beliefs. Um, so Mercury is also your ruler, Virgo. So I want you to keep that in mind as well. Your very ruler is retrograding in an area of your chart that talks about freedom and expansion and and going on adventures and sense of humor. I definitely want you to keep your sense of humor, Virgo. not necessarily a Virgo trait, but you do have access to it during this Mercury retro. Um, Give yourself plenty of space and time to do you, okay? Um, That's going to help. Capricorn, for you, um, especially dealing with uh, the fifth house of enjoyment and fun, I want you to consider that um, hmm. you know what I got some 
I definitely want you to um, to enjoy. That could be frustrating to you. That could be causing you some issues. Um, so take time to make time to enjoy you, to enjoy living from an open heart. I know that's not really a Capricorn thing. Like you and Virgo and Taurus, like the earth signs, this may just not be the best three weeks of y'all's year. Um, but you still are directly accessing um, the energy of Mercury um, and the energy of Mercury retrograding through Taurus. So you have access to some ease, to some benefits, to some enjoyment, to some expansion. It's just that during three, this three weeks, you, in order to enjoy it and access it, you may have to slow down. Capricorns don't want to hear that. You may have to slow down and take a second look and listen. Let somebody else talk. Or maybe it's something you haven't been talking or signs and you need to say it. Capricorn, you just might enjoy it. <laughs> Give it a chance. Um, you're dealing with the Mercury retrograde through a Mercury house, the third house, and so um, you definitely could be extra off in your mind, in your ideas, in your communication, in your understanding, in your not feeling understood by others. And so um, I want you to slow down when it comes to some ideas, maybe uh, go back over some old ideas or some old projects, um, uh, tasks that have been uncompleted, and that could definitely help ease your mind that you've gone back over these things that are giving you trouble and frustration, and you now, you know, you can say, well, I, at least I went through it again. At least I went over it again, okay, and that can calm your mind significantly. Cancer, um for you, the 11th house of dreams, of future, of friends, of connections and groups and associations could be where you're experiencing this breakdown in communication. Um, so, you know, maybe this is time to reconnect to an old friend if current friends are giving you fits or frustrations or old groups, okay? So this could be or, or old um Old, oh, old lovers, cancer, I, that just, it is what it is. It so came up out of my mouth and spirit. That is 11th house, do govern them former lovers. Um, so you're not going to be able to heavily rely on that cancer when it comes to former lovers. I want you to really take it slow. I want you to really listen to what they not only saying, but watch what they, watch, look, Mercury movements, watch their movements. Okay, cancer? Aries. Aries, um, when it comes to your money, honey, I want you to know that even if you experience some frustrations, some issues, uh, that you can access uh, this uh, in a high manner when you allow yourself to go over some of these things that are giving you fit and especially go over your own self-confidence and, and how you're valuing yourself. Venus retrograde is hidden right in this area of the second house, Um in general, but more specifically for you. So consider how your self-confidence and your uh, rigidity, the second house can be real, like, stubborn. It can be real determined, but it can flip and be real stubborn. And I want you to consider how that can be adding to any frustrations or issues you're experiencing. Sagittarius, Mercury Retro for you is going through this sixth house, the same sixth house Virgo, you know, attention to detail house. And so it may be the devil in the details giving you fit. So you don't, if you find yourself getting stressed out, Sagittarius, I need you to remember to see the bigger picture, please. 
Don't get hung up on the details. If that's what's stressing you out, pull back and uh, free yourself up a little. Give, get, let yourself take a break from it and come back to it. Let yourself see it from a different angle or perspective. And I got 90 seconds left. Libra, I want you to consider this Mercury retrograde going through um, a very potent, powerful eighth house of transformation, death and rebirth, um, that it may be real deep. It, 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 it at least may feel real deep, uh, this Mercury retrograde for you. But I want you to go back over and slow down and go back over some things as it relates to shared values, shared resources, anybody you're sharing resources with Libra. Just be willing to listen you sharing resources with somebody, please, at least and, and with the people you share resources with, be willing to slow down and listen and give them the benefit of the doubt. You may find you come out on top at the, at the end of it. Gemini, your very ruler is going retrograde in the 12th house of your subconscious, so uh, please give yourself any necessary down time because it's your ruler and because it's 12th house that wants you to rest and relax and rejuvenate and meditate and all of that anyway. I have seconds left, you guys. Um, we'll pick up on the rest next week, full moon. I can, well, I mean, I've hit on it so much, but I had some very specific things I wanted to say. We'll get to it next week, I promise. I love you guys. Stay connected to Mama Dada Astrology and my astrology coach, and check out the um, one-click email, Access Me, this week only for $5 off any um, uh uh, consults or readings on the website. I love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you.